entrepreneurship is in massive increase, not just in a way of like, hey, I'm gonna start the next Google or Uber, but just the fact that like company sizes are getting smaller and there's more like freelancers, contractors, like you, everybody kind of is becoming a little bit like that. And in that situation, it's really important that you know what you want and yourself, you're managing yourself at some capacity. The Almost 30 Podcast. The podcast that will hopefully make you laugh, inspire you, mm-hmm. make you feel not alone. Yeah. <laughs> Get you off your couch and into the gym. <laughs> <laughs> just or just kidding. deeper into your couch. <laughs> yeah, literally. We like to chill. We like to chill. Uh, <laughs> lately, Justin, uh, so I'm Krista. Um, if you're new to the podcast, I have a significant other. I have a partner. His name's Justin. And we have been deep into Gaia. Have you heard of Gaia? You briefly told me about it. Gaia's, and I need to know more. Gaia's going to fucking rock your world. So Gaia is a channel that you could get. It's like... On yeah. streaming? Yes. I don't know if it's streaming, but we actually... So we have Roku and we added oh, it to yeah. our Roku channels. Yeah. So you can get it on Roku. And I think you have to subscribe and we mm-hmm. use someone else's password because, you know adulthood and it's like for consciousness shows so it has meditation yoga but then it has tons of like things on aliens tons of things on like mindfulness tons of things Mm. on energy quantum physics outer space like it is like like krista and justin network bye (laughs) it is the craziest thing ever and so we've been like deep into it and honestly it's kind of hard because sometimes it's like i i need a second because they go fast like we just I don't know. We just learned about Gnostic, which is like a religion. And they were talking a lot about like the creation of the, like, I don't even know the creation of the universe. And it was the most confusing thing that's ever happened. I felt like I was stoned, even though I wasn't, Mm. but they were talking about this experiment that you guys have to look up that Justin and that I have been thinking about for days. It's called the double slit experiment. Uh, So you can look it up online and there's really, really good videos that show you know, what happened in the experiment, but it's basically like an experiment in quantum physics. Okay. So stay with me, you guys. Okay. So using uh, protons, which are particles of matter that make up everything in the earth as we know it, um, they like shot these particles of matter to this wall that had two slits in it. So um, the normal person would assume that the protons would go directly through the slits and hit the wall behind it. Because mm-hmm. you would think it would just keep, continue to go straight. If there's nothing that's moving against the force, you know, such as gravity, which at some point would make it stop, it would just hit the wall straight on. You know, just go straight. It wouldn't like go to the right, mm-hmm. go to the left. So all the protons, that's our assumption, would just go straight into the wall through the slits. 
But what happened was, is that the protons would move through the slits and then they would create a wave pattern that would hit the wall. So not only would they disperse against the wall, but they would create this wave pattern that would hit the wall rather than just going directly forward and hitting the wall at the place where the slits happened. Mm -hmm. So by dispersing and then creating waves, these protons did this like without anyone even thinking anything of it. So that's kind of odd at first that they did that. But then what happened, so they thought that was odd and it is odd. So then what happened is that when they started to consciously observe this experiment with the protons, where they shot the protons against the wall with the two slits between it, the protons changed their course and changed their action to be in line with the assumption that they would just hit the wall directly on. So instead of making a wave pattern like they were doing before we were observing the experiment, they did what we thought would happen and they just hit the wall directly where the slits were. Wow. So it was that the consciousness and the observer changed the actions of the protons. So not by speaking, not by doing anything else, but by conscious observation, did the actions of the protons change. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It's called the double slit experiment. Look it up. It's the fucking craziest thing ever. So how would you translate that to humans like so it's like the so i think about it well they think about it in quantum physics that like this experiment would say that without consciousness our universe as we know it doesn't exist mm-hmm. so like the fact that we are consciousness mm-hmm. that we are conscious creates our universe as we know it and creates it in time so it is almost like a lot like i translate it as me being more conscious of my thoughts being more conscious of what I am thinking, because if these protons, which we are all made up of matter, are changing based on what thoughts are in the consciousness of the experiment, think about how your thoughts affect this mass. Yeah. So oftentimes we come into the universe, you know, by some assumptions that we were chosen, you know, to come as a spirit into this body and chose to be with this family. And you have like all these wounds that you've taken from various lives, which you could say that too. And then that would be like all your consciousness and your matter has taken on the imprinting of your family. And so that's probably why it's challenging to often change the course of how your protons or the energy of your body acts. But like, I've been thinking that about that a lot lately is like how powerful the thoughts and consciousness of our being are, if it can Mm. do stuff like that in experiments. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes me think of like, even the work we've been doing with Milana, like mm. in Reiki sessions where like she was talking about, there was one session that was just really heavy with kind of like healing ancestral mm. stuff. And so like, it is that almost reprogramming or moving of that imprint mm. of like generations, mm-hmm. that consciousness of whatever it is, maybe it's settling yeah. or, or, you know, pain in in terms of like, you know, self-talk, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's so interesting. And it's just, it also makes me think about like how beings, how matter reacts when it knows it's being watched or what it expects, expects of it. Yeah. So just like human beings, cause that's just my experience. But I mean, even just as like stupid as being in a workout and knowing when like the instructor is either watching me or has like an yeah. expectation or yeah, yeah, is yeah. conscious of my effort. Yeah. 
my body does things that two seconds ago, my mind was like, oh, fuck no. Mm. So like their consciousness of my, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. their consciousness of my potential or my ability helped my physical body to like meet that expectation. I don't know. Yeah. But that's really interesting. Also too, it's like the interconnectedness of everything. Like we have access to source and we have access to everyone else. And so our thoughts could also affect how everyone else's, you know, energy being is acting and mm-hmm. energy being is doing. So a lot of times it's like when people assume that someone is going to X, Y, and Z, they oftentimes X, Y, and Z. Is it because of the assumption? Is it because of our thoughts creating the reality? Their thoughts also creating the reality, their imprinting creating their reality? Or is it like the actions come after? You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of like an interesting thing to think about too is like, I try and think about that a lot lately as well as like, well, I don't know where I was. I was with someone and I was like, oh, I don't think they're comfortable with me. You know, and I was just kept thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I love you so much. Like I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, I love you so much. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I hope your heart is open. And I was just like thinking, I'm like, I hope that they can be more comfortable around me if I send them Mm -hmm. this like loving energy and send Mm -hmm. them this like positive energy because, you know, I don't think that they feel that like safe around me or, you know, Mm -hmm. something. They're just not feeling like completely 100%. But it is so too, like, so thinking about when you have negative thoughts about people or negative thoughts about situations, like those matter, you know, and a lot of times it's valid. You know, a lot of times it's like you're in a situation at work or whatever, where it's like a shitty person, place or thing. And you're going to have that feeling because it's actually happening in the now. But it's just interesting to also think about how like what you think plays a part. Absolutely. Because I, I, if I get it caught up in kind of like the fleeting feelings of like they're annoying or I don't think they have the best intentions, I'm kind of overlooking the fact that like we have the power to set people up for success when mm-hmm. they're interacting with us. So like really mm-hmm. giving them the best chance to just be themselves. I think like what hurts us in the first place is when people aren't themselves or they feel like they have to be a certain way around us when really maybe it's, Maybe it's part of our job to create that like environment. It's almost like a science experiment where you create the best environment for them to just show up. Yeah. And I mean, I feel, find myself doing that. Even people I don't really know that well, but I just feel a little allergic to their energy. And so like, I have to be super conscious of like my body language, my tone and what I'm saying and just my feeling towards them because I know that they're just perpetuating what I think about them because I'm not treating them any differently than I would when I feel like I'm allergic to them. Totally. You know what I mean? It's like not fair. You know what I mean? Not that I'm going to be best friends with them, but it's like, I should really, I'm trying to be more conscious of that because it's not fun to like want to avoid someone. I know. Or like just be uncomfortable. I'm like, I want to... I, I want to see if there's an opportunity for connection there, even if it's just a moment. Yeah. But there's just some things that are hard to not be like quick to turn. Yeah. But it's cool to like look to science for like lessons like that. I think we yeah. we look to self-help books that humans have written and you're like, okay, like, so what's their experience? But then if you really go deep into the science of life. Yep. And, and quantum physics it's, explains like everything. It's crazy. It's insane. There's so many lessons there that could... There's so many learnings that have happened in the past years that like no one's talking about. 
you know, that we keep finding universes that have, like we, we recently found the universe that had like eight or nine planets that are exactly like earth that are capable of having human life on earth. You know what I mean? Maybe There's- my husband's there. Yes. <laughs> he, we need to bring him here. Yes. He's on. Cause now that you're telling Australia me of the second universe, now that you're telling me that there's seven other earths, That's I'm just going to wait. Totally. Yes. He's coming. <laughs> there's just so much. So Gaia is the, um, Gaia is the channel and you guys, it's fucking I wonder crazy. if I can get it on my little Apple TV. Oh, I think so. G-A- like same as Roku. I-A, non-sponsored. They should be. And they also, I, I want to watch documentaries. They have documentaries on chemtrails. Oh. I know. That'll fuck me up. I know, man. That'll I'm all about chemtrails right up. now. But I need to, I need to set aside time where I'm, I can appropriately feel, feel some type of way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to put aside two hours where I, my heart can be broken. I mean, there, there is shit happening in our atmosphere that like, the fact that nobody knows about it, generally nobody knows about it. How is that legal on earth? Dude, I don't know. It's one of those things, man. It's all people just running this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you get older and you're like, oh, you know, the government and- financial institutions and all this stuff. And you're just like, it's all people, humans, humans doing human stuff, mistakes, who make mistakes and who like, you know, whatever. Want to jerk off to chemtrails. Yeah. (laughs) Double slit experiment. Didn't expect Uh, that one guys. What an intro. What an intro. (laughs) Two dumb blondes. (laughs) Quantum physics. Proving you're wrong. One conversation at a time. We saw some of you guys have signed up for IIN with us mm-hmm. uh, using the code almost 30 for a thousand dollars off. So I'm so excited for your IIN journey. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really awesome. A lot of my friends, even if they're not looking to make it a full blown career, mm. I think it's so interesting. They kind of have this knowledge as they're becoming moms mm. or like just another aspect of their business that totally. could benefit them. So I think it's great. There's so many of our friends that are IIN certified. It's crazy. Yeah. And then just another little note, mm-hmm. your podcast pro we has been launched. So if you are interested in starting a podcast, you um, want to do it for your brand, you want to do it uh, just for fun, you want to do it because you're obsessed with Legos and you want to talk about Legos for an hour a week, uh, or you want to talk about Fortnite for an hour a week, whatever it is, um, Lindsay and I have been in the game for a few years now and we would love to help you out. So by going to yourpodcastpro.com, you will find all the resources you need to start a podcast as well as information on our course that we are launching in January. Yeah, we'd love to have you join us. There's limited spots, so mm-hmm. make sure you sign up. Yes. Um, okay, so today on the podcast, we have our good friend, Taro, one of the founders um, and just one of the founders of Four Sigmatic mm-hmm. and just one of the smartest people we know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, he wrote another book recently, Santa Sold Shrooms. Dude. Right in time for Christmas. This book is crazy. Like... <laughs> Well, I just, so I was like, oh, cool. Santa sold shrooms. I'm like, okay, Santa sold for somatic. Like, got it. <laughs> but it's actually the real story behind Santa. Yeah. Like, we've been brainwashed. We have been brainwashed. So he, he's debunking. He's just like, 
yo, that's actually not the story. Yes. And this is the story. And the real story is so much more interesting. And you find out how reindeer flew through the sky. What made pine trees a quintessential part of holiday preparation. So why do we always decorate pine trees? And then how else got roped into the whole Santa thing. And then there's a little bit of mushrooms, of course. Yes. But we talk about a lot, um, not only the book, but kind of what Tarot's been up to. Yeah. He just bought a ghost town. And yes. Is, <laughs> and he's so smart and he's so, so cool. kind. And Taking Four Sigmatic risks. has been like good friends of ours and they've been such a support to us. So we love any time we can get with Tarot. Yep. Um, so thank you, Tarot, for coming on and hanging with us. And thank you guys for listening. Join our secret Facebook group. Um, we love the conversations we've been having lately. So join in. It's a supportive, funny amazing community. People are making new friends all the time, meeting up in person. We have subgroups as well. So if you search um, Almost 30 Podcasts and your city, see if there's a subgroup. If not, start one. Let us know. Contact us when you start a subgroup. We're growing this thing. Growing like crazy. And thank you, Shara, for uh, overseeing the ambassador program. So these subgroups are part of our ambassador program for Almost 30 Nation. Um, So we're really making it easy for you guys to host events in your city, Mm -hmm. to connect with other like-minded individuals who are interested in the same things you are, to make new friends, to kind of have an evolved community um, in your area. So thank you, Shara, for that. And thank you, ambassadors, for being a part of this amazing community of Almost 30 Nation. We love you. We love you. Enjoy. I have a lot of questions. There's a whole lot of nothing. The first question is, where are the brain sticks? (laughs) Where Where are the freaking brain sticks? Why did you get rid of them? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. It's the high standard. There was um, Mm -hmm. two grams. The other one had two grams. The other had three grams of maltodextrin to put, Mm -hmm. basically put into a powder at a high volume in a factory, in a stick that has this big, the mouth is like tiny. Yeah. It needs to flow really fast. So most supplement companies put a lot of like fillers and binders to get it in. And we got down to two grams and three grams. So I was still not happy. So I'm determined to find a way how a real food can get into that steak pack. So I think I have the solution now. Cool. There are ways. They're so good. So it's essentially, okay. It's it's just like me having a too high of a standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Not mine. <Same. laughs> Not mine at all. Um, but wait, so, okay. So I guess, so the sticks are going through the thing and malodextrin is a filler, but you didn't Mal- want too much of it. Maltodextrin is not necessarily a filler. Uh, it's used in a lot of supplements. Yeah. It's usually derived from corn. We use like non-GMO corn, oh. but, but it's a sugar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So having two to three grams of sugar, I'm not sure. Like, I know what you mean. Mm, it's like if it would be in a coconut palm sugar, I would have been fine. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like maltodextrin, I'm not fine. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I'm still determined so to make it work. Like most of the supplements have all kinds of stuff they don't disclose. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. So oh, I'm glad that you told me that's that. That's why I trust your brand. Yeah. From the beginning. True. That's true. You know? Yeah. But I'm still determined. We have like the charcoal. It would be so much better in a stick pack yeah. because it makes a mess. We should have We Where yeah. were we? And I just, I literally. It, it was an explosion. Yeah. yeah. There was black powder. And it's over. <laughs> but I love it. I do too. <laughs> so um, hopefully I'll figure out a way how it would be in a stick so you can just pour it like a sugar pack yeah. kind mm-hmm. of like into a water bottle or something like that. Wow. Yeah, well, it's so good.
Mm-hmm. So it's been like over a year. Mm-hmm. Yes, it yeah. has. Yeah. So much, much has happened. So this is your second podcast ever. hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> or your favorite yeah, podcast ever. You, how did you, did you listen to podcasts before? And that's why you like. You're so good on yeah. that. Like it's. I did for a moment. So the long story short, I don't read books. Mm. Like I stopped reading about 10 years ago because I felt like I needed to develop my own thinking and Love there was that. so much input. And at that point I already read a lot. I like if you've not been an intense reader, then maybe it's not the best strategy, mm-hmm. but especially in like philosophy or nutrition, I'd read a lot. So I enjoyed connecting with people, but then I went on a, another binge. I basically, I cheated by saying, I'm not going to read. And then I watched every Ted talk ever made. <laughs> And it took really? me a year and a half. Yeah. At that point, now there's way more, obviously, because it can Whoa. keep coming every like week. And, yeah. yeah. So I watched a year and a half on average, like three hours and 20 minutes of TED Talks. One of my first employees, Marcus, was a roommate of mine at that time in Paris. And he every morning, he still jokes in our company meetings. He's like, oh, yeah. And then I would wake up at like 6.15 <laughs> and you get the TED intro music. <laughs> and he's like, oh, terrible watching TED Talks. <laughs> So I, I I can get a little obsessive about things. And then I went on this podcast pre. So now I, I'm, I've I controlled it only on road trips. Mm, so it's like cool. on a road trip. Mm. And then I listen to like hours and hours of podcasts, but I faced it now a little to a controllable level. Mm. But aren't yeah, they I mean, great podcasts? The like, I don't, I don't think there's a problem with it. I yeah. just think it's like, there's also a lot of information. So like, how do you even, do you ever get to a point where you have, so many tools or, you know, forms of inspiration where you're like, which one works for me? Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever get overwhelmed? Well, I look at it like a DNA string, you know, like the DNA string goes, crosses and goes off and kind of twirls. And uh, that's how doing and learning should be. So there's a phase when you learn a lot, you do less. And there's a phase when you do a lot, you learn less. It's like, and then you need mm. these points of reflection. So I think you can do that in small cycles during the week. Like you have learning days or more intensive podcast listening days. Obviously, if you're in a traffic all the time, that might be convenient as well. Or you go on a certain months, like it's super busy work month, and then you stop to reflect and maybe you read, you journal, you meditate, whatever's your way of learning. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go back into it. I feel like a lot of people also think and study too much and then they don't do and vice versa. There's some people who always do and they never stop, so. Yeah. The balance of those two. Yeah, I was talking to someone recently about like kind of similar where it's like you kind of go inward and you mm-hmm. like we're talking about now for November and December, we're kind of going inward in our mm-hmm. little cave and working on some projects and not traveling as much and not mm-hmm. doing as many interviews. But there is that time for expansion and kind mm-hmm. of going out and then in mm-hmm. and out. And in. It's like exercise. Like obviously, you have the stressor of the exercise and then you recover and like that mm-hmm. that cycle it's like, it would be boring if life would be flat and always the same. So going the other way to look at it, at least my life, I'm not sure if anyone else can relate, but the only way to go far is to go too far because otherwise you didn't know where far is. Mm. If you predetermine where far is. So whatever you do, like if you travel and do the shows, then you do a lot of them. And then you really take a step back and not do at all, Mm. or you take a real break. Yeah, that's what we've done is like doing too much. And now we have to like swing the other other way way and kind of like recalibrate how much that we're going to do. Have you surveyed, by the way, your listeners? Uh, (laughs) 
the, the Facebook group, like to be honest, yeah, the DM, DMs in the Facebook group mm-hmm. provide like us a good pulse of everything. But that's a good point. I don't really want. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really. It's not like I don't. I, I am in constant communication with them mm-hmm. all day. My life is them. I just don't really want to. I don't really want to read. Maybe a this is a guy. Right maybe this is a guy thing because <laughs> not applicable to women. Mm-hmm. But I'm wrong constantly. Mm-hmm. Like constantly, what I think is right, often not right. Mm-hmm. So what's for, an example for, for for our company particularly? It's yeah. so important that like whenever we come out with a new product or whatever we do, we also have this private Facebook group called mm-hmm. the Shroom Club, and then we send everybody who bought a product a survey. Do you always learn? so much like you think oh this is the thing and then no it was not yeah <laughs> so yeah i think it's a good practice but i would need someone else to read the response yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> i read the cards i read the reviews <laughs> i just wouldn't want to like i wouldn't want to be here thinking about like what one person said about yeah. the direction you know what i mean i don't really yeah it's yeah, important as a, as a creative me, but... you can't listen too much feedback either because exactly. then you lose you who you are yeah just it's a good check in. Yeah. It's a good practice. What else do you do at the company? Like, what are some things that you- That's a very good question. (laughs) My team asks that all the time. (laughs) What do you do? What what do you do? What do you do? But like, what are some other practices like surveys that you've learned to do at the company that have, you know, provided an impact that you've seen? As far as getting feedback, I love a three-star review because like, there's always that like five-star, everything is perfect, mm. which is awesome because it keeps you going. Those five-star reviews really fuel you. Then there's the one-star, this sucks. So like, oh, great. What did I learn from this? Mm. But it's like the three-star three, three star review who wanted to love you, but something was not quite there. Those are valuable, I think. Mm. Something to learn. Mm. What's that, an example? Um, like what do people say? I guess what would people say? We suck at packaging often because we took a very- uh challenging like almost all the superfoods and healthy products came in either plastic tubs that we didn't want to do or big bulk bags that you would scoop and it's great if you're like full-on committed to the committed to the lifestyle but then if you're a new person it's kind of scary a lot of people end up buying big bags so like I have a whole cupboard of various tubs and bags that I never use you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the point was that like, how can you make it so easy that it's so easy to add to your diet? And then we had these single packets and, and just that there's so many small things in a small packet. It's like the tear line. Yeah. Like that's an example. Like I'm five, six years working on this, getting the tear line optimized. So that's why I appreciate the Japanese. I feel like they really love anything of small detail. Mm -hmm. They just like hone in on it Mm -hmm. and then they master it. They don't settle for the first right answer they find like an even better answer. I feel like they would be like, or they are a good culture of feedback too. Mm-hmm. You know, provide giving and providing feedback and having it less be like less ego. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. in the United States, I was just thinking of, I was in Japan like a few weeks ago and I was thinking about that when I was there. I was like, because in the United States, we are so um, like self-focused and because capitalism makes people want to be unique and be different and be better than the other mm-hmm. person. It's like, we everyone tries to differentiate themselves. Everyone tries to get noticed. Everyone does all these things to like get noticed and be different. But in Japan, they don't really do that, you know, as much as we do. It's more of like, like easing into the harmony of like working together and living together and being a part of this community and being happy with like working a job, having a family and like being very good with that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I agree. So how is that your feminist? 
Oh, what? How's that shirt feminist? Oh, it's a pun. I, I'm wearing a <laughs> shirt that has a periodic table. It's really cool. That says I wear this shirt periodically. <laughs> Cause, cause I don't know if we should spend the podcast <laughs> time on this. I don't think this is a rabbit <laughs> this hole. This is what we they want to hear. <laughs> the, you said it. Periods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to blush. I'm getting it. Yeah. Are you kidding me now? <laughs> oh, I get it. I'm like... I get it. I'm the wrong guest for this one. No, you're not. <laughs> You'll have a better one. I'll wear it. <laughs> Someone else will talk about that. Um, well, speaking of like just kind of company culture too, I think mm-hmm. like you guys are are growing so rapidly mm-hmm. and I can imagine that it must be rewarding and challenging to kind of keep up with, you know, if everyone's happy mm-hmm. and like how do you kind of create that environment where people are really pumped and we know a handful of your employees who are just so excited to go to work every day and are, and whenever we meet with them, like, I mean, it's just a joy and I don't think that's very common. So what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, it's very hard. And I think it doesn't, you don't even have to have a company. You can maintain a culture within your group of friends or, Mm -hmm. uh, if you work for someone else, like you're part of the culture or within your family or in your relationship, like there's some good best practices, how to, you know, manage the culture of your relationship or your friendship, but it's not easy. Definitely. Like one of the hardest things, like making a product is difficult. Dealing with legal stuff is difficult. Selling products and managing operations difficult. But for me, at least like the, by far the hardest thing is like people, because it's like ever changing and only whatever 25% of the communication is verbal. So there's a lot of thoughts and feelings, emotions that don't get expressed. So it's super hard and by no means we're doing a perfect job with it. I think some of the stuff that you can consider is first of all, like really spend time to think who you are and what you want. And for us, we build this warm principle for all our employees early on. And then you cannot forget it. Like remember why you started same if you start something else, like you guys started podcasting, I'm sure it's valuable like once a year, every six months to stop. It's like, hey, why do we do this? Why this is important mm-hmm. for us? Why are we so passionate and excited to do it? Because you forget it so easily, even if you love it. And for us, we build this like, it was called the warm principle originally. And then we added a letter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that's something Then we we don't really have an office culture. So we now do have a couple offices, but you don't have to go. So then it's really important for us to meet in person and really spend time. Um, So we're just in Stockholm, the whole team. And those are also important things, but it comes down to the day-to-day stuff is who you are. And then obviously who you hire is a huge factor. Like we've made some mishires and, you know, and those can bite you in the butt quite a lot. And uh, you just kind of, you got to recognize it early on if they're fit because they might be a fit to some other culture. It doesn't mean they're a bad employee, but it's like our company culture is very unique and uh, it's not for everyone. So mm-hmm. just figuring out who's the right person. Mm. What is the company culture like? I don't know. Is it because Finnish people don't want to talk to anyone? Or it's very independent. <laughs> it's like, I don't like, you know, for example, Ari or Salazar, I don't check yeah. in with them. Yeah. I mean, we That's have- very autonomous. We, yeah, we- I said originally that we'll never have managers or meetings or business cards and I've had to break all rules, but I try mm-hmm. to limit them. So we have every week or every two weeks a uh, company call that is an hour. Do you share kind of what's going on a little bit? Everybody kind of gets to share what they're excited about. 
Um, but yeah, we don't try to limit meetings and, and somebody managing someone. Like everybody should mm. have a clear role. That's what at least we attempt. I think it's quite passionate. We work a lot and hopefully that comes out of the, just the excitement to do what we do. So I think we're a pretty hardworking company as well. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it gives you people the power to, yeah. Or, yeah, like it empowers people. I feel like if you always have to check in with someone or feeling like someone is looking over your shoulder, at least for me personally, that would be half of my energy spent would be like, are they, am mm-hmm. I doing it right? Instead of really creating a clear path yourself mm-hmm. or a vision yourself. So. There was some statistics is that like, was it by 2025 oh, yeah. or something like half of the Americans will be self-employed or something like wow. that. So entrepreneurship is in massive increase, not just in a way of like, hey, I'm gonna start the next Google or Uber, but just the fact that like, company sizes are getting smaller and there's more like freelancers, contractors, like you, everybody kind of is becoming a little bit like that. And in that situation, it's really important that you know what you want and yourself, you're managing yourself at some capacity. And it's cool too, like when you do give people, empower them, you know, to be autonomous and like do the job within the guidelines that you provide, like it's really beautiful what can come out of it that you may not expect. Mm. And I feel like we've done, you know, with Chloe, who's on our team, like we've given her very loose guidelines and kind of just letting her do her thing. You know, she has an understanding of what we're looking for, but she's been able to do like way more than we could have ever asked for by giving her very strict specifications. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think your company would be so big? Like, did you ever have like, know that like this was really going to be... Yeah, no, it's like when you have a dream and you dream, it's not really, I didn't doubt it, Mm. but then you don't always think further. Is that what then? It's like, um, totally is, uh, here, I'm going to do this. Great. But you didn't think like, what, what does that look like? Actually, sometimes pretty funny. Mm -hmm. So I never thought how many employees we had. I always thought like, oh, I'll do that and that and that on the impact, but then realized that uh, that actually requires a lot of people. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I don't know what would be an anecdote for you. Have you guys been recognized? Mm-hmm. Do you have fans who mm-hmm. spot you, Air One, somewhere? Regularly now. Yeah. But so I was thinking Edwin, of I you too. I know people know you. Yeah, yeah but I don't think, I, I didn't start the business thinking that I know. one day I'm in a, in like sweatpants. I know, literally, I'm like, can't look like a slob anymore. Mm-hmm. I still do. Yeah, same. But um, <laughs> stay true to yourself, Lindsay. Stay, <laughs> don't, don't forget who you are. So true. <laughs> but sometimes we're walking through the airport like little bears. Mm-hmm. We're li- literally, it's almost Sometimes comical. I just want to have a bitchy face. <laughs> <laughs> freely. I just want to look like a bitch freely. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, I didn't start the company thinking that that would happen. Yeah. But I guess that's the one you do impact or reach X amount of people, then the probability of somebody spotting you, the Air One bathroom, as you're washing your hands, yeah. <laughs> it's like, totally. goes up. <laughs> In the urinal next to you, you're like, yeah. hey, what's hey, up? Hey, yeah. what's up? You're like, not I'm a fan. Truman. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, so do I take shower in the morning? <laughs> So yeah. wow. why, do you, why do you have stevia in that one product? <laughs> do you? Oh, man. Stevia? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have like, um, have the product stone and have a new. I don't it's, think I've looked at it. Oh, in the 
hot cocoa stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I love them all. The latte is really good. The matcha latte mm-hmm. is really, really matcha good. golden. Where do you grow the mushrooms? And mm-hmm. what does the environment have to be like for them? And then do each of the types of mushrooms have to have different environments? Like what's the growing process like for so many mushrooms? Yeah, for sure. So our company name for Sigmatic actually comes from a very scientific, <laughs> geeky math thing on that we represent only the 50 most researched foods in the world. So on a basically out of 1.8 million edible things you could eat for your fuel, some of, most of them are just normal. It's on a creates like a normal distribution, a bell curve, and every standard deviation from the mean is called a sigma, which is again very mm-hmm. geeky. Mm-hmm. But um, and so out of those fifty, some of them are really like well known, like green tea, lemon, coconut, cinnamon. Some are less known, like turmeric or ginseng or maca, and some are like really unknown. Uh, that we try to popularize, like let's say lion's mane and reishi. And what's unique to all of them though, is that they are, tends to be the most nutrient dense, holy, sacred foods from a certain region. So every region has their own sacred foods. Like in Finland, it's rhodiola, chaga, nettle, sea buckthorn. Those are like the holy Nordic foods, you know? And um, in another region, it's something totally else. So cacao, our cacao comes from Ecuador because like that's the home of that. And for every mushroom, there's also a different region. So chaga is a Russian name and ours comes from Siberia just because you could also get it in Finland and Sweden, Canada on some extents, but it's really like originally a Russian superfood. So that comes from there versus cordyceps, which original Latin name is cordyceps sinensis, which is Latin means cordyceps from China. Sinensis means from China and Latin. Oh, cool. So that is like Tibet, this... Um, Bhutan as well, but mostly from like Tibet and it's like this legendary superfood that only grows in this high altitude. So every food has their own like regions. Right. And in some cases we use a secondary region. So like coffee is originally from Ethiopia, but cultivated in Yemen, but Yemen because of various reasons, hard to get coffee. So we use a lot of Central American coffee that is anyway, like a little easier flavor, but Altogether, we source from like 37 countries. And to answer your question, where do they grow? They grow mostly on trees. And it's important that you collect them from quite remote areas or because mm. they can accumulate and hyperaccumulate toxins. So mushrooms are like the vacuum cleaners of the forest. Uh, mm-hmm. So for that reason, it's also important that even though we collect them from about one third is wild crafted or harvested mm-hmm. in the wild. And uh, you still kind of lap test them to make sure that Sometimes mother nature is unpredictable. So test them for radiation, heavy metals, all that stuff. So wow. even even though our products are certified organic, we still test every one of them for pesticides because you, you never, you know. never yeah. know. Yeah. Like the radius. Of so the do you have like, is there a team then that would go in the forest yeah. in Siberia and find it? Yes, there is a team. We don't employ those people. Okay, right, right. Um, so we work with harvesters that right. harvest. Chaga is kind of easier because you can harvest it 12 months of the year. There's certain mushrooms that are very seasonal, so you have to harvest them in a certain period. But for the quality, we have just one person who basically only does lab testing. Whoa. Are there any mushrooms that grow in California? That, yeah. That you could eat? Oh, yeah, yeah. We can go foraging. Topanga. Like turkey Malibu. tail? Let's do it. Turkey tail. Yes. How do you know that? <laughs> I knew it. I think I saw it yesterday. <laughs> How do you know that? That's I literally the one. go to that mushroom. I was like, I think that's turkey Didn't tail. Justin like call out a turkey tail? Yeah. 
Well, we, that was here in Japan. We were in Japan. We saw mushrooms. Uh, well, almost all the mushroom names, except like chaga and like cordyceps, are actually from Japan. So here's a mm. trick when you go to get sushi or a hot pot or whatever, mm. and there's shiitake, maitake, and okitake. The take, T-A-K-E, means Japanese as mushroom in Japanese. So oh, wow! There we go. And there's all these cool names. Why the name like that? Like maitake means the dancing mushroom, and so mai means to dance, and then take is a mushroom. And the reason was that the samurais, the Japanese samurais, who were very stoic, kind of like mm-hmm. Nordic people, yeah. and <laughs> super composed, but they started dancing out of joy when they found this mushroom in the forest. Wow! Because it's so delicious and good for you. Wow. So I feel like you've reached millions more people Mm -hmm. since we last spoke. And I just like, I'm always curious about how does it feel to be a millionaire? (laughs) Truly. Tell us what it's like. (laughs) We can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You don't need to answer. (laughs) I feel like, well, we see it in the group. We Mm -hmm. have like over 8,000 people in the group and the, I actually should search keyword for Sigmatic because the conversations we have are like awesome. Greg, but, love um, but yeah, it's, it's changed people's lives because mm-hmm. either they've been, um, hooked on coffee and they've been dealing with anxiety or it's, it's been a part of a ritual that they've created mm-hmm. for themselves. So like, what have the stories coming in been like, and how has it like felt? Mm. Yeah, there's definitely like some things as an entrepreneur that are exciting to do for the first time. Like, Oh, you're in like Vogue wrote about us. And the oh. first time it's cool. And not to say that it's not cool. And the second time it's less cool. And the second I know time, what you mean. yeah. <laughs> but, but when there's like somebody sends you this like handwritten letter, <laughs> that's never not cool. You know, it's like, know. it's just like, it's just like somebody took the time to handwrite a letter. Mm. People leave me gifts at the shroom room. Oh, and there's like underwear like, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. like a shrine. It's like yeah. panties. It's like here, it's like tarot. here lies tarot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was yeah, last time somebody, I wish I would remember your name. I would give you a shout out, but made a lion's mane shaped pin. Oh, cool. And like craft arts and crafts, like made a oh. pin of a lion's mane mushroom for me. That is so Very cute. Sweet. That's so nice. Oh. Fan art. What the heck? Fan art. I yeah. feel like for us, it's like when I meet them in person. Do you get the pennies? Mm-hmm. Is that why yeah, you brought it up? Yes. <laughs> Men that? keep sending us their <laughs> underwear. Dirty boxers. <laughs> kids and all. <laughs> but with the stains and everything. <laughs> like poop stains and everything. Um, Lucky you. Like, you know, but it's like you read something and you're like, cool, but because it, it's digital. You could probably sell that in Japan. Just They buy all kinds of kinky stuff. You just <laughs> re- they probably eBay would. it. They just probably get, would. Did you know make actually a on stuff? eBay, you can't do anything related to like the body? Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I'm sure there's a so Japanese you can't, alternative. Like, do, like if you were to Celebrity do like a toenail Okay, or if hair. you're listening, mm-hmm. oh, okay. 100 blog, <laughs> DM her. DM me. <laughs> I'll give you my address for your poops. Yeah. Underwear. And if you know how to sell men's used underwear yes. to Japan at yeah. a nice profit. Can you Poshmark it, ladies? <laughs> Let me know if you can help me Poshmark all this dirty underwear. I'm dying yeah. for a stalker, so <laughs> yeah. bring it on. Literally. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine too. I mean, this is really going to go off the course, but I feel like when you said people leave things at the shroom room for you, I can imagine like like girls in LA are crushing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, trying to get that 
Mushroom daddy. <laughs> they like leave their number at the sugar. Yeah, sugar daddy slash mushroom daddy. <laughs> no, it's is we're lucky now. Stevia there's a couple daddy. hunks working there, and so they, they, catch totally... the, they catch the thunder. You oh, know, they, <laughs> they... Wait, what's his name? We've met. We've met him before. He's so sweet, but he's a girlfriend. Who? Oh, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron Remember, Aaron we, had... like we were with Ari yeah, at Air One, and we ran into Aaron. Oh, he, he was has adorable. A girlfriend. So he was young though. So young. Yeah. He was so sweet. <laughs> he was young. Yeah, he has a girlfriend. Yeah. Was, but yeah. I see you. You're putting him on the front line. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. It's, yeah. You're it's, busy. It's like, it, it's like the defensive tackle there. You know? Yeah, literally. Blocking it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trust me. I'm, you know, I'm not, not that many people bother me. So. Really? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm surviving. <laughs> and then how was tour on the bus? Like, how did you, how was that? Well, so this is like the first tour. It's called the West Coast, mm-hmm. the Best Coast. And if you're listening, no clue what we're talking about. We have mm-hmm. a mushroom bus called the Mori, the Mori, the Mushroom Mobile. And it's shaped like an, a psychedelic Amanita mushroom that it travels around the country, giving people free mushies. And just been going on the West Coast up and now coming down. Just left the Wyoming, now heading to like um, Utah National Parks. Wow. Um, and whenever this will come out. Um, but... Um, yeah, so that's the tour. And then partly we wanted to see if Mari holds up on the road and doesn't break down. Because Mari's little, not the young boy anymore. <laughs> and so we're going to do a longer tour just in, around the country if possible. And yeah, the reception is kind of crazy. I, um, I feel like we should probably just write down stories that happen. Mm, like yeah. if you see a mushroom buzz. Are you um, filming it? We filmed the, the start of it, but not, not since then. Yeah. But there was a case when... Um, at this store, uh, New Seasons, which is actually in the Pacific Northwest Natural Product Store. And the bus was parked down out in front. And there's this older gentleman sees it on the parking lot. And our guy working there is like, hey, come over, come check it out. And he was like busy building something. And he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. No, no, come over, check it out. And he kind of slowly, this like 60 plus year old guy kind of comes, looks at it, doesn't say anything. It's like, you can go inside, you can check it out. I'll be right with you. I'm just need to finish this one thing. And he's kind of working on it. And he goes inside, sits down at the bench and uh, sits down, doesn't say a word, sits down there for like a couple hours, like basically sheds a tear, doesn't say anything and leaves. But apparently... This is, he had a memories from his childhood, basically from, from the hippie days of mushroom buses. Oh my God. And he just sat there, went through a memory lane. I don't know what he was thinking. Didn't have any mushrooms. <laughs> and oh my and God. just were in his emotions. This older, yeah, older Aww. gentleman and then just left. Oh, yeah. That's what it's about. I wonder if that was like a human or just like a little hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. That was a little spirit. Um, yeah. So wait, who's who's driving the mobile? Right now, Bryce. Bryce, Bryce right. Bryce okay. and Maury. On Bryce the road. is alone? Bryce is alone, yeah. Do you have check-ins like with the radio? Or you're like, yeah. roger that. Look, Bryce, Bryce, are you okay? I like, know, checking in. He's like, no. Back on the one. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the one. Yeah, just call him. Yeah, it's a little tricky being in a national park. The receptionists are in and out. Sure. It's part of the adventure. So we used to didn't have cell phones. I love cell too phone. that you, you're so... Um, I know. I know. No, I literally. She, she we, actually does now. We read our mind. It's we, fucked up. She does now. Yeah. I love too that forcing Maggie. You guys have been so like 
forward thinking with like your marketing and advertising and unafraid. Like you guys have done such a great job of being on amazing podcasts, such as almost 30 (laughs) and other good ones. Like you guys have been like a pioneer in that way. And like doing the shroom bus, it's like, it is for marketing, but it's also for the experience, but it's also to get in front of the people. Like you guys are just not very cookie cutter with the way that you guys reach your customers. And it's really refreshing. Yeah. That's a very kind of way to tell that we're immigrants. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, we've been doing this for years. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But it's it's like this, like very refreshing. You don't you don't really give a fuck about mm-hmm. like what might either not necessarily it's just, work. It's just like it's just not the. It's not like. I start a business. I try and get in vogue. Like you get in vogue you know, without even trying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's not like just the general way. It's nice. And mm-hmm. like, you know, even just working like with Ari and like partnering with you guys, like it's just, it, it just feels like this freedom to collaborate yes. and like it's a product. It's easy because we believe in it and we use it every day. So it's not really so much of a stretch, but it's just across the company. It feels that way. So I think you should be yes. very proud. Um, and I love Celeste too. Oh, Celeste, who does your social. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to say about the tour. That's exciting to think about people in the we middle of the a, country. We need to get you a tour shirt. Yeah. Can we go on the, like, I want to, yeah. if, if you want to sponsor us being on the bus Joshua for a few tree. stops, we can. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Joshua tree. Joshua tree. Totally. We We're should going. do some shrooms in Joshua tree and then drink. Totally. The okay. <laughs> Let's Yeah. Yeah, have you ever thought about doing that? Like a retreat center? <laughs> yeah. And you could do shrooms at the retreat Wait, center? Just... I've never thought that somebody would do shrooms at Joshua Tree. That is a new idea. Pure That's a great hilarious. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How did you come up with that one? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that totally fresh. makes sense because it is like being in space. <laughs> like, have you ever heard of Coachella? <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, we'll be on the shroom bus in St. Joshua Tree. We'll be sponsored. I'll talk to Ari about what yeah, we're going to do. So. We'll talk to Ari. Yeah, we'll you talk can to Ari. To- Let's buy that tarot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can go to Ohio. <laughs> I would love that. I would yeah. love that. Um, and tell us about the book. Yeah. We are approaching the holiday what season. What inspired it? Shrooms? Um, <laughs> let's see what you did there. I feel there. like you told me this story either on or off the podcast. Probably off the podcast. Yeah. It's... Um, my like Nordic heritage and this indigenous people called the Sami. So the book is called Santa Salt Shrooms. It's a book about a 10 year old little girl mm. who's super curious about everything. And her dad tells her bedtime story about the origins of Santa Claus, where Santa Claus is originally from. And a lot of the reasons why our holiday celebrations are what they are. For example, why there are red ornaments on the Christmas tree, why the Christmas tree is a spruce, why there's a star on top of it. Why does the Santa come through the chimney? Does it make any sense? You can't even fit through the chimney. Why is this part of the story? And what's the origin? How did Santa Claus become mm. the soda, soda Santa of what Coca-Cola represents? And it's totally different. Oh. And it comes from this 5,000-year-old tribe called the Sami. And it's since then, many cultures have added their own spice and flavor to the, the whole big picture. But originally, this Sami, this nomadic reindeer herders, so, for example, people think St. Nicholas is where Santa Claus comes from, and they think St. Nicholas is German, but actually St. Nicholas was Turkish. There's definitely no reindeers in Turkey. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, Whoa. if you don't think about it, it's like, it doesn't add up. So mm-hmm. where's this all coming from? And it comes from this small tribe that is still there. Wow. Quite small, though. But 
anyway, they're alive and still living to their traditions. And, and this book kind of explores the story through the eyes of a little 10 year old little girl. Wow. So it's a children's book for adults. Where did you find out that information or have you always known? Well, it's just kind of uncovered definitely like through my heritage, like some of the Christmas traditions that we had were based on the Sami traditions. Yeah. And then the surprise, surprise, the, the, one of the cornerstones of the whole story is the world's most famous mushroom that nobody knows. And it's called Amanita muscaria. It's the mushroom emoji. So when you do the mushroom emojis, the red mushroom with the oh, white yeah. dots, Love and that's incredibly famous mushroom, but nobody knows about the mushroom. And that mushroom is, for example, can be Super Mario, you yes. know, when it powers up, you know, a lot of that mushroom like kind of appears in Alice in Wonderland or mm -hmm. Disney or Fantasia or um, Jefferson Airplane had this song, White Rabbit. And like, it's in pop culture time after time after time. People don't know about it. It's actually part poisonous. So you don't die from it, but it's poisonous. So you kind of get sick, but it's also psychedelic. And it's a psychedelic mushroom that is illegal in every state in the US except Louisiana. Illegal? Legal. Yeah, legal. 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 It's legal okay. everywhere else. Really? Except wow. in Louisiana. Interesting. How would you get it? Yeah, where do you get it? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I do haven't you, done trims, so I don't know. No, you have? I have, yeah, in Amsterdam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this one is legal, unlike the psilocybin is illegal, very legal, actually, very criminal. Psilocybin is? Uh, very criminal, yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you you get into, it's the worst kind of, from a, from the eyes of the law, it's the most illegal thing. Really? Yeah. Over heroin? It's in the same bucket. Same category. Yeah. Narcotics, I guess, then. Is that the category? No, it's like, Last something. Yeah. Wow. So what's that mushroom called? Amanita. A-M-A-N-I-T-A. -A -A. That's the family. And then the, you know, the, wow. the exact genus is Muscaria. M-U-S-C-A-R-I-A. And it's called the fly agaric in Europe because it's used as a way to kill flies. You put that mushroom with milk on the corner and the flies will eat it and the flies will die. It's a pretty radical mushroom. Anyway, it's based for Christmas. <laughs> and how is it based for Christmas? Where does the reindeer comes from? Why is Rudolph flying? All that stuff totally makes sense. You just got to kind of learn the history. I think there's a lot of celebrations that, no, including as adults, but definitely kids don't know. Like you go and um, one of my favorites in the US is Cinco de Mayo. Everybody wears a sombrero and a face, false mustache and, and whatever. And they party and they yell, Happy Mexican Independence Day. And it's mm -hmm. not even Mexican Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, it's leave like it to America. We are real special <laughs> as a society. And Thanksgiving, obviously. And there's like all these like holidays that have. That's like the, who's the, the comedian? He's the older guy. He just got caught perving. Mm -hmm. And he does Indians. He talks about Indians. Mm -hmm. He's like, people came and the Native Americans were like, no, we're not. We're not from India. And he's like, well, we're calling you Indians. You know, <laughs> just like blatant disrespect. I'll just for keep everyone. it that way. Yeah, yeah literally. Because like, no, they thought Indians. they were going to India. Mm. Exactly. They were they're on their way to India. They got lost on the way. They're on the other side oh, of the yeah, planet. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Ah, Indians. Yeah, you just don't know it. Yeah, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> but you are now. Yeah. And still today, that that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So what is Cinco de Mayo then? <laughs> it's Jesus a celebration Christ. where the Mexicans won this French army. Anyway, it's a battle. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the holidays like Easter and Halloween, they're actually like super sacred holidays in a way. 
and you celebrate it, especially winter solstice, summer solstice, and the equinoxes. So here comes astrology and all that, all this stuff. Different parts of the world, completely pre-internet without knowing about each other. These indigenous tribes were completely in sync about their habits. And often that was Mm. related to seasonality. So obviously summer solstice and winter solstice are big things because it's like the days, the longest or the shortest. And in Lapland, where the Sami people are, when you're so far up north, like way beyond the Arctic Circle, it's extremely radical. Summer is 24 hours of sunlight, no night. And then the winter is pretty much the opposite. The sun barely comes up a little bit and goes down. Basically, you have no sunlight. So there, especially those two days were very mm. kind of magical. So Wow. So could could kids read this? Or is yes. there like some, okay. I Not like if they can read. Yeah. If they can I read. I didn't know if there was like a <laughs> yeah, technically they can revelation read. that, yeah. you well, know. Well. <laughs> so does he sell that one shroom? How did we talk about that one shroom? Oh. You know, the- the psychedelic one? Yeah. Yeah, what about one? it? How did we start talking about that? It's part of the Christmas story, Santa oh, Claus. Okay, okay. Does he sell it or? <laughs> well, you got to read the it? book. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, so this is crazy. That's crazy. I always thought St. Nick was. No, it's actually wow. not even near. Like there's even before St. Nick, there was a couple different varieties. If you have like a Russian friend or Ukrainian friend, they celebrate this person even still to the dead moros. And Did Moros is much older than Saint Nick, and it's exactly like Santa Claus. It has a blue outfit, it, you know, magic wand, a cape, beard. Wow. It looks exactly like Merlin. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. I mean, all the um, kind of wizards and, but the Sami people look like Anna and Elsa from Frozen, so they're Ooh, very wow. similar to that. Wow. So sorry. What was like the moment where you're like, oh, I want to write about this, or did like you ten years ago? I really? don't know, like a long time. But but like last year, I felt like I knew about two years ago that Michael Pollan was coming out with a book about you know psychedelics, and I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting because he's like credible. He's yeah. not like a hippie woo woo guy. And then I was like, oh, that's like oh, people are getting more and more. You know, even though this has always been legal, it was not a topic. It would be easy to bring up. And I almost avoided it because like every time I would talk seriously about the functional benefits of mushrooms like reishi yeah. or chaga, everybody's always like, are these magical? <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes, well, I'm not 30. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, almost 30. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> the same thing. I'm sure you get like, what kind of mushrooms are these? Am I going to get high? And everyone's like, so, but I'm not almost 30. <laughs> yeah, so- so we even changed the companies that line now to Everyday Magic mm-hmm. just because of that. Because it's like, just kept going and going on the what magic. What was it before? Me? It was Eat Intelligence. Oh, it's that must too. have been the very beginning. because I've Everyday said. Magic. And then, so good. yeah. Anyway, that's we how we- podcast Everyday Magic. <laughs> Can we borrow it? Stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we borrow it? Everyday Magic. Um, so it's for Everyday adults. Everyday 30. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so would people get it for their kids or get it for friends? Um, both. I think it's it's a great book for adults as yeah. well. Even though it's in a children book format, it's still like an adult, that. like you guaranteed to learn something and it's beautifully illustrated. So it's also like a fun little thing. Cool. I think it's a pretty swanky gift if you want to be the cool friend to your to your loved ones. Oh, get I the Santa that. Salt Shrooms. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. Who illustrated it? Uh, our art director, Yuho, and he's cool. done two children's books already. Is he insane? Insane. Like, like, like good. <laughs> he's pretty good. He's been a comic book artist since he was like over 15 years. Wow. 
He's at a comic book strip and the big, one of the biggest newspapers in Finland for ever. And uh, he's done two two books already. Whoa. Wow. So That's he's pretty good. What are you going to do for the holidays? Did you take time off? Like, how do you, how do you stay balanced? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good question. Mm-hmm. The first question, can you stay balanced? Is, yeah. is you, are you ever balanced? Asking but, someone uh, who watched every <laughs> TED talk. <laughs> 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 yeah, touche. But like if you're happy, it? like if you're, yeah, I was over it. Were you, were you like, the, okay, the last yeah. <laughs> three months was a drag. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bad TED Talks. Like you, yeah, well, there are so many bad ones. Oh, no. there, first of all, there's a lot of them. There's like, yeah. like a lot. Like, and there's since then that I stopped, there's like even more a lot, but- They're getting real loosey-goosey and, about them. And and you all, everybody has like their friends shared, emailed or Facebooked or whatever. Like, look at this TED Talk. It's amazing. Yeah. It's blew my mind. And it's like, there, yeah, there's like 50 of those, but then there's like 5,000 really, really bad or average ones. Have you been asked yet? Because you- obviously oh, yeah. should have a TED talk. Yeah, I have not. No. Oh, do you have to apply? Yeah, you have to. I haven't oh, applied. You would you would c- crush. Yeah, you would crush. It's like <laughs> yeah. you haven't. Yeah. I mean it's just like come whatever. on close the loop on the TED talk yeah, thing. Like, just do it your own. Really. And be like wait with your clicker, you're like, so when I watched every single TED talk, <laughs> I learned what I shouldn't do. I realized. Yeah. <laughs> But um, anyway, I'm excited for you to guys to read Santa Salt Shrooms. Me too. Me too. I forget. Me too. I want to give it a, a gift. coffee. Yeah, that would Great. be really cool. Done. Yeah. Four Sigmatic. Who's getting stressed out about Christmas gifts? No, this is a, this is an easy one. If you're panicking over Christmas gifts, this is like, this is the most low hanging fruit of all time. Mm. Okay. I'm down. So wait, did you finish what you do to stay balanced? I want to like. Not mm. really. Okay. No, we cut it off. Um, mm. Physically, it's easier because like that's kind of my bread and butter. I sleep on top of a nail bed and Mm -hmm. I eat shrooms and Mm -hmm. I exercise and all the jazz and go to nature. And like tonight I'm going to see a sunset, a sunrise sunset are really important for me. So I'm going to go on a sunset hike with my friend. And I mean, nothing that your listeners wouldn't be aware of. It's usually actually not the new, new thing that you should. It's more like just stay on top of the basics. You know, it's like, It's nothing radical. Every now and then you discover something that is truly legit, awesome, good, but like a lot of it's so basics. So I do that. And I think more than I've, there was a point when I was obsessed about like, how do I stay balanced? And then I realized like, no, I'm not on this planet to stay balanced. I'm on here to be happy. So while those two can happen at the same time, I shouldn't optimize my life to be balanced. I shouldn't optimize my life to be happy to grow as a human being and help others. So I'm more obsessed about those questions. Like, am I having fun? Like if I go a couple of yeah. weeks, like right now I was like um, in eight weeks, eight days home. And towards the end of it, I was like, ah, oh, not happy. So then I have to change something. So now I'm like home. And that was important because I realized like two weeks in a row is like, this was fun for the first six weeks. And then the last two weeks, not so much mm. fun. You know what I mean? So that's bigger question. Or are we having an impact on people's lives? Can I help others? Am I learning? Like those are bigger questions for me. Mm. And sometimes you're balanced, sometimes you're not. What helps for me every now and then, I try to get perspective. Like when I go to a farm and just see kind of where you grew up and like also like how it is to be a farmer. Being a farmer is really tough. Like we're easy to like, oh, life's so hard. I've been working so hard. Like, no, you haven't. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Actual hard work yeah. is something very different. And and just kind of reminding of where people live and how they are. I mean, in LA, it's as easy as going to Skid Row once. 
and that kind of puts you in perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's more. So I think the body, the physical body can do wonders, if, especially if you take care of the basics, like sleeping, hydration, uh, movement, mm-hmm. all that stuff. The harder part is like, are you emotionally and mentally energized? And I think versus like doing nothing or taking too much of a break, finding other ways to get energy emotionally and mentally. I'm sure if you guys read your community's notes and stuff, like there's a day when you're like, I don't feel like doing anything. And then you read those notes and you're like, actually this is pretty dope. Mm -hmm. Energy comes from like, as we progress, energy comes from like very unique places that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like what? Like cocaine. Yeah, like cocaine and (laughs) (laughs) like when we're on tour. You know, there was... Coca-Cola, there was a New York Times article that even in the 1980s, there was still Coke in Coca-Cola. In the 80s? Yeah. And it was not banned until 1930. So Coca-Cola contained sugar, caffeine, and cocaine when it became popular. Wow. Well, that's, a, that's a winning combo. A drug. No. I'm about to tell him that he has. <laughs> or, or a Bayern company who made aspirin also invented heroin and heroin was given yes. to babies to sleep. So babies like crying mm, in the okay. corner. Like, eh. It's like, oh, heroin. <laughs> wow. Boom. The baby's calm and happy. I wonder who why. knew? It's <laughs> mm. wow. so crazy. Yeah. I just, I, we should be, I, I feel like I should be a little bit more tired when we're kind of going from city to city to city. I get very tired on planes. Like I don't like flying in that way. So, mm. but we do an event and like, I mean, we're like buzzing mm-hmm. for like hours yeah. and hours afterwards. So yep. it's just I like the people so and the connection and just being ourselves feels so good mm-hmm. and liberating and energizing. So yeah. 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 People are like, are you so, cause we were on the road for like eight days or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're like, are you so tired? I'm like, Mm-mm. yeah, no, nope, I'm not tired at all. Cause when you're doing the basics, sleeping, eating well, whatever. And I'm actually like thinking about receiving the energy from the people in the room, you know, it's easy. Yeah, it flows. It flows, mm-hmm. flows. Well, we're so excited about the book. We're so excited I know. for you. Yeah. Thanks. So excited. Nice. You just keep popping out books. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Is it weird to call yourself an author? Yeah, because in uh, in Europe, if you're an author, it basically means you're broke. You're a loser. <laughs> you're totally going to get a job. Really? In America, I noticed like my first book became an Amazon bestseller. Everybody looked at you different. Oh, like when you're a published yeah. author, like who's your publisher? Oh, wow. It's amazing. It's like, wow. I didn't like, I didn't realize that being, writing a book is something like you're suddenly Who knows legit. why? It's like you're it's, legit after well, we that. We go back and Why? forth with like, kind of like what, I don't get what it. it means. Like when people are like, I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. It's like, okay, like I, cool. I just That's don't incredible. get, I, I don't really understand the And by the way, that, the is, that is also partly you can cheat on that. Like yeah. a lot of people. I think like, that's where we've seen the cheating. So we don't understand. Yeah. I mean, there's legit. Yeah. I think just the shout out on Ryan Holiday has a book called mm. Perennial Seller. Have you? Do you know the concept? I haven't read it because I don't read books, Mm-mm. but I've seen his talk twice. <laughs> like I haven't read my own book. <laughs> I have that one. Yeah. My book, by the way, doesn't require reading because you can also yeah. just look at the pictures. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he has this beautiful concept about things that have lasted like hundred years. Like why do, and how publishers actually make money with backlist sellers. Like, Catcher in the Rye just keeps on selling forever mm, and ever. And yeah. like most of these That's books that the publishers pay a lot, they hype for a few weeks to a few months and then 
they don't, nobody buys them again. Huh. And, and, but it's just, it gives also a lot of examples of, of different businesses. One of the, my favorites out of there is Craigslist and Craigslist makes now a billion dollars in revenue of 900 million a profit. I think they have something like 30 employees and they're just really this. Huh? <laughs> Who's Craig? Well, Craig, Craig I want to work for Craig. Google, <laughs> Google Craig. He has I, this cute hat, like a fedora almost like. And uh, it's of course but, he wears a fedora. But they're all like, um, they're all like, um, <laughs> what, what's the, I'm blinking on, what's the band? That was just on tour where everybody goes and does acid on the concerts. Grateful oh, Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all like Grateful Dead fans. And they're like the least businessy persons. Shut but this has been providing people value because it's Craig mostly free. It's mostly but almost How do they all make of, money at but they it's certain yes, you found the Craig see. from Craigslist. Look at that. We just, mm. if you want to uh, join us in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's Google amazing. Craig I can die happy knowing what but, Craig looks like. But they mean when something comes, like I think in LA, if you want to post a car, you pay like, or um, a job, it's like 50 bucks. Like it's super reasonable. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, because almost all of it's free, they get insane traffic. But the point is not about the money making is like they've provided value for 20 years constantly. And there's certain like, restaurants and diners that don't need to market because they've just been doing, there's a, a diner in LA, which has been open 365, 24, seven for, I don't know how many, like 50, 60 years. They never have a lock. There's no lock on the door. You can't lock the restaurant. It's always been open. Just keeps on people coming at any time of the day. And wow. just like, I think a lot of things done for like short-term success versus thinking of providing value at long-term and not worrying about kind of that and and same with books it's like writing stuff that is meaningful in 20 years and yeah. not just today mm. yeah it's point. like what's the like i guess i guess the way i would approach it and you know if someone has the goal to be a new york time bestseller that's amazing and incredible but i guess my goal would rather be like i want to reach a million people with a message that is like i'm dying to share yeah and is meaningful for me and like i would I couldn't die without sharing the message rather than the end goal of being like, I will be this New York times bestseller. So like this book, Sign of Solstrom's like children's book doesn't make any sense. Like it, this makes no sense yeah. for me and my busy schedule to make this book, but it's been inside of me yeah, for no, such exactly. a long time. I had to get it out. Exactly. And like last year I was like, I'll be, bummed if I don't make this. Mm. So it was like, it was a point when it was like, it hurt more not to make it than to make it. Mm -hmm. And so I think then you need to share what you created. Cause yeah. it's like, you're yes. bursting out of your bubble to just like tell that. Yeah, and the same with like, you mentioned you know, the mushroom mobile, like it makes no financial sense for us to build a mushroom mobile, which actually costs quite a bit to build sure. and then put somebody on the road and the, all the drinks are free. And the same with our shroom room, it's all free. It's like makes no short term. It's it's a bad business decision. Like if somebody would come, like some CFO finance guys, like oh, that's the, what's this expense line? <laughs> Just, what is it? What are these Erewhon expenses and this mushroom review? <laughs> but I think that's why. Like, don't that's you feel like you. energetically like that you're getting equal or more back? Oh, for hundred percent. Right? We wouldn't do it otherwise. Yeah, exactly. but it's well, like it feels more fun. It's, it's like, like financially fun. doesn't really make that much it's sense fun. for us, but. Exactly. It's, it's fun. Like uh, you don't do fun stuff. Yeah. Plus I think it's cool. I think I love, I love the concept of having yeah. a mushroom mobile, you know? And like I said, if I, if, if, if my business fails and I can just move into the bus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Totally. <Damn>. You, yeah. <laughs> so. Totally. Well, you're the best.
You're yeah. the best. Yeah, you're the best. We're proud of you. You guys have grown quite a lot in the last year. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of probably the same reason, like just mm-hmm. putting out good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's know, been fun to killer, like grow with you guys no too. Yeah, we're we're really like, good. all right, we got to raise the, raise the price a little bit. <laughs> From the beginning. R is the best. Four times. <laughs> <laughs> well, our community loves you and what you've done and mm-hmm. what you're creating and it's helped them a lot. So Santa sold shrooms and it's on forcematic.com. Yeah. Amazon. Cool. Yeah. Amazon too. Santa sold shrooms.com. Cool. Oh, it has its own website. Oh yes. Wow. It's probably the biggest expense for the book is buying the domain. (laughs) Someone had it. (laughs) I can't remember. Yeah. We bought a lot of silly domains that probably the biggest expenses sometimes. I don't know how much we paid for this one. I feel like I don't want to tell my team. Yes. (laughs) Why did you spend that much on the domain? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> God, I wish I was like a domain Sad. squatter. I mean, those guys, some of those, those have guys, made good money. What, what do you have to do as a domain squatter? Kind of like, you just like back in the day, the you, need, you buy you domains that people want. You, you just have to see the future. You just yes. got to buy out domains that will offer a lot of value yes. long-term. Or you would have to be an early and just kind of, you create this like pool of good domains. I would almost feel bad squatting a little bit. Mm, well, no. it depends. I mean, you're not squatting on like, Hopelessmothers.com. <laughs> like you'd squat on like Santa sold troops. Okay. It's like, yeah, it wouldn't be cool to have like domains like Lindsay's a babe, Chris is a babe.com, <laughs> yes. you know, I whatever. There is a Krista Williams.com that I've checked out. Yeah, but you need to come better than that. You gotta Yeah, go. like Krista's, yeah, a babe works. But then babe. it's like a porn star. <laughs> the site. real Krista yeah. Williams. Because Krista's like borderline a porn star name. <laughs> I mean, Krista Williams. I'm not gonna lie. If, it's, if, you, if, you, posi- if you position it the right way, it's. I think it's a Crystal. Crystal, it definitely yeah. is a Crystal porn is star like, name. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal is for sure. All right, let's hop off and talk about porn well, star names. Well, you know names. the song Freak yeah. My name is in Freakily. Really? Yeah. Is it's it? like Krista, Shaniqua, Shavonda. <laughs> Freakily. <laughs> no, is literally, it? my name is in Is it? Yeah, I swear. I, I was didn't like, realize. I was like, I finally feel heard. He knows me. Literally. I was like, is this a love song? Well, I don't know. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. He's like, Freakily. Okay. okay, if you uh, before yeah. we stop, I just want to encourage all the listeners to go and listen frequently. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah, now, go to Spotify, slash almost and then also make sure to use almost thirty as a code and hashtag oh, yeah. that and take a yes. video of yourself dancing to frequently where yes, it says Krista. Totally. Yes, which I'll uh, actually mm-hmm. not planned. I'll give a free copy of Santa Soul Shrooms. To who bits the best dance video of themselves? <laughs> to frequently <laughs> done. Hashtag yes. Almost thirty. Yes. Hashtag almost thirty frequently. Uh, hashtag. What if I'm not thirty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Use, I'm gonna do the video too. Are you? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so you <can> lose. <laughs> yeah. All right. We love you. You're the best. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Here. You're welcome. Bye, guys. Bye. See you later. Tarot, our main man. The dude. <laughs> it was great to hang out with him after. I really enjoy his company. Me too. He's. I love just passionate people. I feel like he gets smarter every time. I know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> He's so, I just, I love passionate people. Adore. Thank you all so much as always for listening. We love you and appreciate all of the support, especially when you write uh, a review on iTunes. It always warms our heart. 
We've had just a bunch lately that have given us life. This one, this podcast is life. Five stars. Honestly, I feel like these ladies are family. They have even shown up in my dreams. Weird, maybe, but true. I look forward to these episodes each week. They are my favorite. Thank you for creating this community. You are both in my heart and look forward to meeting you in December in Vancouver. Oh, I can't wait to see you. Cannot wait. What's the name? Uh, her name is Yoga by Kayla. Showing to see you, Kayla. Canada. Oh. All right, y'all. All right, guys. That was a great one. Well, see you in the secret Facebook group. See you at Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram. And then for all things related to starting a podcast, growing, monetizing a podcast, go to podcastpro.com, yourpodcastpro.com, Y-O-U-R podcastpro.com. So make sure to check that out and you can join our six-week course. We'll be have, we have um, registration open until December 15th at a lower price. Mm-hmm. Excited. Can't wait. Love you.